2: Lots to talk about here today. It's Monday. Last night was the WWE No Mercy pay-per-view. And my guess is that's what everyone's going to want to talk about here today. The results of the top two matches. Brock Lesnar beat Braun Strowman nine minutes to retain the WWE Universal title. And Roman Reigns beat John Cena clean in the middle, 22 minutes to... Well, he didn't retire John Cena, but they may pretend that he did for a while. John Cena, I suppose, could be on Raw tonight. He played it up last night like he was done. He is obviously going to be filming Bumblebee, the Transformer movie, and so he's likely going to be gone until WrestleMania Seeds, and Nobody actually knows the exact time that he's going to be back, but Roman Reigns beat him. Brock Lesnar, of course, won, and that means that for all of the work that they did with Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins and all of other all of the other Brock Lesnar opponents over the last year, at the end of the day, Vince's plan appears to still be Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and everybody up until that point will be setup guys for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. As we talked about yesterday on the show, I would have put the title on Braun Strowman, but it's not my company, and... Braun Strowman, when when this match was originally planned, this was for July. It was originally going to take place in July, and then Braun Strowman got hurt. Braun Strowman's role was to go in there and put over Brock Lesnar. And between June and today, or yesterday, Braun Strowman got super over. And so everybody wanted a change of plans or a title run, long or short, from Braun Strowman. But at the end of the day, Vince didn't see it that way. He was sticking to his guns. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania. Everybody else is just a cog in that wheel. And so Roman won and Lesnar won, and away we go to WrestleMania. What were your thoughts on the show? 844 411 That is 844 411 Text messages 425 780 We'll be right back.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: We're well, back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We're going to take your thoughts on the No Mercy show here today. I believe we'll be joined by the Dr. of Lucha in the final segment of the show. I'm not positive, but we'll know sooner rather than later, I'm sure. The quick results of what was a good show until Enzo Amore came out. Miz beat Jason Jordan to retain the Intercontinental title. You'll never guess, the Taraj interfered. Finn Balor beat Bray Wyatt in 11 minutes. Probably the best Bray Wyatt match in years on pay-per-view, I would think. They actually had a good match. Rollins and Ambrose beat Cesaro and Sheamus to retain the tag titles in what was an excellent tag team match. Cesaro got his teeth jammed into his skull Running tooth first into the post, trying to do a sergeant slaughter bump. He needs obviously some dental work. Alexa beat Bailey, Emma, Nye, and Sasha when she just pinned Bailey clean in the middle. That was the end of that. Roman Reigns beat John Cena twenty two minutes in what was supposed to be an epic career defining match. And it was probably the best match on the show, but suffice to say it appears a lot of people were let down by that match. Enzo Mori beat Neville in a match where Enzo Mori had one move in the entire match until the finish, which was a low blow. He won the Cruiserweight title. They've killed the division. And in the main event, Brock Lesnar beat Braun Strowman nine minutes to retain the Universal title. So they're sticking to their guns. It's Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Mike, what would you think of this show? Where'd he go? Where is he well he's gone i don't know what happened he was here a second ago maybe he'll show up here again in a moment i guess we'll find out all right uh i guess having connection difficulties in the meantime as we try and figure this out i will go to the phones you're on the air what's going on
6: uh richard from pennsylvania how you doing brian
2: what's going on
6: all right so uh (laughs) <laughs> I thought no mercy was horrible, to be honest with you. Uh like literally once Enzo won the title, I I literally shut off the, the show. And then I went back to watch the Brock match and it was uh it wasn't good. Um Don't get me wrong, the tag team title match was amazing, so was the women's match. But um question all right, so where does Roman go from here? Does he go right to Brock or I know they wanna build as Mania, but what's his next program?
2: Well, I don't know where he's going to go from here, but I presume that WrestleMania is the program. I mean, it seemed weird. This seemed like a really packed show, and I guess people couldn't really figure out why. I really couldn't figure it out. I kind of figured it out now. The reason this show was so packed with the two big matches was Brock and Braun was supposed to happen in July, and I guess they just wanted to do John Cena Roman Reigns now because John Cena is gone, and he's going to be gone. And when he comes back, Roman's going to be working towards Lesnar. And so I guess they just figured, well, if we're going to do this match, we've got to do it now. That's why it happened in September. So, I mean, Roman's going to do something between now and I, I guess they could do that match at Survivor Series. But, I mean, based on what they did last night, my gut is he's going to go with his original idea and do it at, at WrestleMania. But I don't know what they're going to do in the meantime.
6: The reason I ask, he's going from a program with The Undertaker, a program with John Cena. Well, he had Braun Strowman in the middle. And then he's going to go to the mids or some shield reunion. This doesn't sound – you know, if he's going to be the top guy, I mean, just put him as your top guy. And I, I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't seem like they have much – they're not really thinking towards any real, uh, you know, story. It's like, ah, let's just throw these guys together and see what happens. Well, anyway, Brian, thank you very much for taking my call.
2: Yeah, thanks very much for the call. Well, here's the thing you got to think about also. Let's say – let's say – they do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. They don't do it at WrestleMania. So from that point, what does either guy do? I mean, Brock has already beaten Braun. He's already beaten Joe. I mean, what would Brock be doing at WrestleMania if not Roman Reigns? I mean, who who is left that he hasn't beaten yet? I mean, I guess they could do uh, I guess they could do uh, Finn Balor, but. I mean, is that the big WrestleMania match for Brock Lesnar that, that Vince is envisioning? I think they'll just find some way to keep them apart until Mania. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they found a way to keep two guys apart until Mania. So that's my guess where they're going. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on?
3: Hey, Brian, it's John from Arkansas. Yes, Oh, oh boy. Uh, I should have saved that bottle. Uh, given some of this direction that they've taken. Good God, I cannot believe that McMahon is so tunnel-visioned that he missed, you know, a grand opportunity to, quote-unquote, create a big star with... uh, Well, hold on a second. Hold on, Jim. Hold on.
2: Hold on. You don't think that Braun Strowman's a star?
3: Well, I mean, he is a star, but, I mean, he's not...
2: He's not the champion, but I mean be. he's he's a star. He's a star,
3: but he's not the star that he could be based on how they're utilizing him. I
2: that, think he's that's a big my star. Thing with well, it. hold on a second, hold on a second. I think they did a great job this is why everyone wanted Braun Strowman to be the champion. They did such a great job with the guy that I don't think that one loss to Brock Lesnar, the champion, on this pay per view. I don't think that's the end of Braun Strowman. I mean I think he's still a big star. So you don't think
3: no, they didn't kill the so guy in one night. Are you kidding treatment? me? I mean, okay, I, so they didn't do it. They didn't give him the Bailey treatment, but no, are you kidding me? They killed. gave Bailey
2: the Bailey treatment.
3: Oh my God, though I mean, I just do not understand why they would do things like this. I cannot grasp it from a logic sense of what's what's going on in why he's so tunnel focused on this Roman thing?
2: <laughs> but I, I explained it to you. He
3: thinks. I'll tell you this: it will blow up in his face.
2: Well, I mean, it's blown up in his face for years. I mean, that's not that—that's no change. But listen, John Cena has gone. I mean, not. I mean, he didn't retire last night, but John Cena is is gone till probably Mania season. I mean, he's flat out saying in interviews like, "My body can't really do this anymore. I'm not going to be a full timer." I mean, they need a new John Cena. And in his mind, it's Roman. That's it. I mean, you can disagree. Everybody does. But to say you can't see the logic, I mean, the logic is Vince thinks that Roman's the guy. And he sees nobody else that could be in that spot. Brock's old. John's old. As Dave calls him, John. <laughs> Braun Strowman's a star. Listen, they could they could have Braun Strowman go out there and run roughshod and win the title next week, and the place would go nuts for him. They didn't kill him
7: with one loss to Brock Lesnar. It's not the end of the world. What would you think of this show, Mike? I can't believe it took you four minutes to realize that I was not on the air with you. Well, I saw
2: you connected, and then I started talking, and then I went to you, and you were gone.
7: Probably cut me off is what it was, but... I thought the show was underwhelming, obviously, because of how the main event ended and caught the tail end of what was going on there with you and John. And one loss does not kill uh, Braun Strowman, obviously. But what we all hoped for, what I certainly hoped for, was an ending that saw Brock come out on top, but leave Braun in a better position and leave you wanting more and leave us wanting more and leaving the door open for it. And we didn't get that. I think we got that with Samoa Joe. We didn't get that with Braun Strowman. I don't know where they go from here exactly, but it doesn't kill Braun dead at all or anything like that. It's just really disappointing with how the the thing ended. And I thought the big two matches that were touted over and over and over again as WrestleMania caliber matches, they kind of underdelivered. And they were still good. I'm not going to complain about them or anything like that. I just I, I take that back. I thought Roman and Cena was good. I thought Braun and Brock was average, and and I thought really probably kind of the baseline of what you could have expected out of him. I really did expect more.
2: Well, here's the thing with Braun, everybody. Somebody on our board was like, well, when did Brian suddenly decide that Braun was awesome? Like he'd been awesome from day one, and like I was stupid that I didn't see it. It was right around the time that Braun started destroying people, and, and he threw Roman off the edge, and he was running roughshod and destroying things and suplexing as actually after the suplex of the Christmas tree. But the point is, Braun is a big guy who is still green. And if you put him in a position where he's Godzilla and he destroys tables and he smashes ambulances and he throws people off ledges, I mean, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's an awesome character. But last night, for whatever reason, and I don't know the reason, they decided, well, let's have these two dudes have a wrestling match. They'll be in the ring for 95% of the match. They'll wrestle. They'll kick out of big moves and we will do a finish. On paper, I'm sure they thought, man, you know, he's going to lose, but he's going to be over even bigger at the end of this match for all that he does to Brock Lesnar. But he's not a very good wrestler. And so in a wrestling match, it's exactly like you said, he didn't come out of it looking better than he did when he went in. He's still green. That's the end of the story. We'll talk more about this after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Thought I was gon' flop. yellow party part of the reason I ain't gon' stop. Guess the eyes up went hard until I pop. Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top. I had dreams and now they all coming true.
0: you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network
2: we are back here on the show Brian Alvarez here Wrestling Observer Live Mike Sempervivi also WrestlingObserver.com the Doctor of Lucha will join us tomorrow I got a million text messages here about this pay-per-view fans very passionate about last night's show So we'll have Dr. Lucha on tomorrow. we got callers on the line, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. All these numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Cesaro did not get his teeth cracked or knocked out when he went mouth first into the post last night after taking a slingshot into the corner by Dean Ambrose. The blow caused Cesaro's front teeth to be jammed into his gums. According to someone familiar with this type of situation... Teeth possibly could be saved by having oral surgery to pull the teeth down and stabilize them, although that would require a root canal. Root. Root canal. And he is seeing a surgeon today, most likely removing the teeth and having some implants made. They hope to have him back in action by midweek.
7: Hey, man, go ahead and retweet that picture that you have uh, up on uh, on your Twitter machine right now. That picture of Cesaro with the teeth pushed up into his mouth, that was a good reminder last night that, like, I don't know if if you are ever uh, full of testosterone and want to get drunk and want to take a shot at a wrestler, that your best punch uh, against some of these wrestlers will be shaken off easily and you will die quickly. Cesaro smashed his face <laughs> on a post and immediately, before the blood even started rushing out of his mouth, had enough sense to look at the camera and hold his face open and let that blood gush out. That is a professional. That is a man. That is a man who overshot his target and made a big, big mistake that's going to cost him a lot and probably hurt a whole hell of a lot more than whatever the monetary worth is going to be, but a man nonetheless. Let's go
2: through some of these text messages, and then we will get to the calls again. This person says Cesaro apparently received a standing ovation backstage at No Mercy. Why wouldn't this guy get a world title reign is beyond me. Well, listen, Vince doesn't see Cesaro as a world champion right now. But you know what? This guy's this guy is on top of the tag team division. They were champions. He's a tag team star. Let him be yarn I mean, he's doing fine. Yeah. I mean, if he wins if he wins, how could he win? Under push or whatever the Observer Award is this year. Like, he's had a great year. He wasn't champion of the world, like the singles champion, but he's had a great year. Like, we can't complain about Cesaro right now. Look at some of the past years. This person says, You asked Dave what match was as bad as Enzo versus Neville this year and Alexa versus Bailey kendo stick on a pole. Well, here's my argument
7: about that. Oh.
2: That match was very bad, and that match killed Bailey. This match was very bad, and this match killed the whole division. So well, I argue this one was worse.
7: I, I you know, I, I think time will will dictate this because it, it's going to be well that kendo stick match, and when it comes to the women's division, when it comes to Bailey personally, when it comes to even Sasha's story, because that's been a weird one at times uh, as we've gone along. Those stories are going to have to be told more first. The cruiserweight division and Enzo and all that, I mean, to be honest, that story was told as soon as it started. So, I mean, that book had few chapters, and and most of the pages, you know, weren't colored in along the way. And now we've got Enzo there, so it is what it is. We'll have to see how this whole thing's going to play out. The cruiserweight division's been a joke. That's unfortunate. Now they're playing it up with, I guess, making it an angle that, Now Enzo has made it a joke, and and everybody's pissed. It's just, it's not the best way they could have went about things. I can tell you
2: exactly how it's going to go. Enzo is going to defend the title. He's going to be beaten for nine minutes, and then he's going to fluke his way into a win. And he's going to do it over and
7: over and over again. Make him crash Ollie, then. Turn it (laughs) into the 24-7 title. The
2: idea is he's supposed to be a babyface, even though, like, all of the cruiserweights are tweeting about how horrible this is, and WWE's retweeting them. Like I don't even get it. I don't know what's going on. But that's their idea. So was that,
7: was that in the evolve email to get guys ready to, to, to go up to the two hundred five division? I don't think so. Oh.
2: This person says when Neville got thrown into the timekeeper area or when, when Enzo did, the ref legit got to ten but didn't call for the bell when Enzo grabbed the title. Why wouldn't he grab the belt so he couldn't get counted out in the first place? It was right there. Well, as Dave explained, or attempted to explain, when he grabbed the belt, Neville, even though he didn't exit the ring, touched the referee, so the referee stopped his count. Mm-hmm. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
7: Well, you know, Everything
2: about this match sucked.
7: Do we have the WWF rulebook on hand?
2: No. Do we have but, the old
7: NWA rulebook on hand?
2: Well, you know what happened? It sucked. That's well, all we need to know about this. Let's go to the right. phones. You're on the air. What's up?
11: Uh, hey, guys, Tim in Miami. First, I just want to thank you guys for clarifying, in fact, that Cesaro did not lose his teeth, that they, in fact, were jammed up into his gums. I was I was up all night worrying about exactly about you what happened. You see this
7: picture? You see this picture of this man? He looks like he could actually be from thank Florida thank now. Thank you
11: for that.
2: Yeah, no well,
7: problem.
11: Yeah, that happened to me once back in the 80s. I was eating my mother's meatloaf. The same thing happened. Uh, but huh. on the show, I liked the show more than most people did. I thought the, under, the undercard was way better than I thought it was going to be. And, Brian, I disagree with you a little bit. I agree in the sense I don't think they killed Braun Strowman, but I definitely think when you lose clean in the middle, that kind of sends a message to the fans about where he is in terms of the plan. That was
2: for the meatloaf joke. Go ahead. Oh,
6: (laughs) sorry.
11: Uh, I've listened to Bobby Heenan clips all weekend. It's got me all fired up. Uh, But, you know, it's not going to kill him, but it definitely hurts the mystique and here's a guy that kind of organically got over as a babyface despite them trying to make him a heel. And next time they try to heat him up that way, it's going to be like Lex Luger after 1993 where the fans are just like, dude, we went on this ride with you before, and you blew it. Well, you're going to blow
2: it. Well, hold on, second, like, no, hold on one second. Hold on one second. something. Lex Luger was a babyface who did a bus tour. Like, Braun Strowman is a heel. Like, I got a bunch of emails saying, Oh, my God. Braun Strowman got booed when he left the ring last night. The fans were so disappointed. It's like, so what? He's a heel. He's supposed to get booed. Like, what's well, you know going what, on here?
7: You, you know what Braun's also got going for yeah, but he for was, right he now? Was
2: over, he was over the babyface. But it doesn't he, matter. He wasn't supposed to be a babyface.
7: But, Tim, and also, what this is what Braun's got going for him right now, okay? He's got at least some good equity built up. Now, he, look, this one thing isn't going to kill him. It was not the best way going forward. It was not anywhere near as good as what they did with Joe and, and Lesnar. But he's still got equity going forward, so I don't think people are going to forget about him or or not care about him the next time he's built up for a rise. Now, if they do this to him again and pull the rug out, then, yeah, then we start gotten pro- then we start having problems.
11: Yeah, I would say, Mike, though, he has equity, but he's not at that point where he has enough equity yet. He still needed a big thing to get him to the next level. He's not there yet. He's not at a Brock Lesnar level where he can lose to Goldberg and come back no big deal. Uh,
2: this is going to damage him. You watch. All right, well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I got an idea. Let's wait and see because everybody is freaking out over this. He went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar, he laid out Brock Lesnar and every single every single time they were in the ring together, he destroyed the guy. And then finally, yeah, he lost. I mean, listen, I understand I sympathize with WWE fans. Because in WWE, like a lot of times, B- Bailey happens. They just get beaten and beaten and beaten when the company doesn't care about him anymore. But like, I know everyone hates comparisons to New Japan, but I haven't got one email about how, like, you know, Kenny Omega uh, Barry Juice Robinson and Juice Robinson is done for because he got beaten by Kenny Omega I mean, New Japan beats guys up and down how many guys, how many top stars lost in G1? like, yeah. every single one of them I don't hear people calling the show going oh my god, Kenny Omega got pinned by Juice Robinson in G1, he's dead like, Braun lost to Brock once yeah, but... on a pay-per-view,
7: he's fine that's that's true, but because it's also built into for those fans and those who follow that to know that you're part of stories and things like that, whereas WWE unfortunately what they do to a lot of their fan base like tim is it jars them into always having this black cloud because they live down to things so very often i mean they do things that we used to make fun of impact 10 years ago for doing it's like man you know this is why they're they're minor league and now we have wwe that makes the same mistakes production wise and 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 with with booking themselves into corners and things like that so I can understand why people start getting sketchy about things, but I'm with you. Everybody's just got to chill for a minute on Braun because there's still a lot of good going forward. And the reason they go back to your Lugers and your Viciouses and guys like that are because they're big and because they can wreck shop. And Braun's still got a lot of like body throws left in them.
2: I mean, were people really – if there had been Twitter, I mean, would people have been really upset when Hulk Hogan beat the Earthquake? I mean the earthquake smashed him, he destroyed him, he killed him on, on Brother Love's show, he sat on him. I remember And then at the end of the day, Hogan beat him. I mean, was that like a big scandal at the time? I mean, guys lose. It's not the end of the world. He was not buried last night, he was not he took most of the match. Like he almost beat the guy in two minutes. They did that big spot like they were gonna do the Goldberg match again where Braun totally destroyed him, no sold the German, choke slammed the guy, and then gave him his big move. And everybody thought it could be the finish and it wasn't. I mean, that's a burial of Braun Strowman. And
7: Brian, you know the other thing too? For WWE history, which exists through video packages that they make to, to brainwash everybody, look at how many times he killed Lesnar throughout this thing leading up to it. So when you tell this story for history's sake through video, which they'll do, you know, Braun still comes out of the thing looking all right.
2: Sport says, What are the odds that Roman reunites with the shield at TLC where they debuted? They could do that. They need something. Yeah.
7: That's what it keeps feeling like, even though I I just, for some reason, don't like that. And by the way, whoever's suggesting
2: the Shield versus the (laughs) Miztourage, I hope it's something bigger than that. That's a raw main event. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
12: 5-1
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. 844-411-5411 is the phone number. Text messages, 425-780-7566. All of these numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, it's more than one loss to Brock. It's a loss to Brock and Roman now. The ceiling is those two names, and he fell underneath. Yeah, he did. What's wrong with that? So he's the third biggest star on the entire brand?
7: Well, hold on now.
2: That's okay. Well,
7: that it is. It is. But did he not get the victory over Roman? And Roman defeated Cena. So if we're going by wrestling logic here or MMA logic, Lesnar is still, you know, perfectly in his place somewhere until Joe comes back. He's off in the ether. Finn Balor is down there somewhere kind of hovering around, but people still at least like him. And then you have Cena, which is now kind of off to the side, and you have Roman Reigns. And Braun still has the advantage over Roman Reigns, and you can still play that up because it's not like we've seen the last of those two going at each other before Royal Rumble, I wouldn't think either. So I think Braun is going to be just fine.
2: First, this here says, almost every single wrestler in the G1 was considered a star by the crowd. In WWE, that's not even close to as many wrestlers on the roster you consider an actual superstar. G1 was superstar versus superstar for a full month. When mm-hmm. WWE doesn't have that many stars and wants a guy to lose, it's not going to be a believable win every time. Well, Juice beating that- Kenny was awesome because it made Juice look like a rising star, yet Kenny controlled most of the match. Still looked like a champ.
7: How is this different than Brock and Braun? I... And it's not like it's star after star, started the G1. It's just that they have more credibility with the, than what the WWE guys have, and they have, more again, more equity built up, and things mean a, a certain thing at that time of year. There's a lot of things that are built into that that WWE doesn't have going for them or is not really offering or care about uh, when they're putting on their presentation. So for everybody who tries to do the direct line, it doesn't really work. But like you're saying, the bottom line is, Braun is not hurt from this, and losing to Brock is exactly the same thing as losing to an Okada or somebody like that in the G1. You lost to the biggest star. It doesn't kill you, but if you constantly come up short like, oh, I don't know, like a a Godo has, then you start becoming typecast, and then you become a certain way. It happens in WWE a different way, obviously, as we've seen with a bunch of guys, but it still happens. It hasn't happened to Braun yet.
2: Let's go to the phones. You are on the air. What is going on?
3: Hey Brian, how's it going?
2: What's up? I'm right here.
3: All right. So what? I, my 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 question is: what? Do you think that the bump that's that was obviously overutilized last night, which is for some reason in every single match, sometimes three, four times in a match, was uh, the running of the uh, turnbuckle? It, it, it was just overutilized, in my opinion, and I want to get your guys' opinion on that.
2: I didn't even notice, but I mean, I guess. Like I don't know. There's a lot of moves good. that it, get overused, it, it, but that it, wasn't it, it, one that it, it, jumped every out of me.
3: Match, you had kind of that that spot, or somebody you know moves out of the way, and then they hit their shoulder in the. End uh, You're
7: right. Uh, the You're office. right. They do that too much. That's like the dive at the commercial break and some of the, the tells that they do or some of the, the spots that they build up for um all the way, including the, the the spot at the end of matches with multiple people where you have multiple finishers used. I mean, there's a formula that they'll use a lot of times in their matches and they fall into the habit of using uh, some more than others. And they certainly are using that one seemingly in every match. But Again, it's not like it's not ineffective or, or, you know, Nia still runs into it, is still Braun running into it. It's not that big of a deal. This
2: person here says, Hogan beating Goldberg in the Georgia Dome wouldn't have killed Goldberg, but it would have damaged him because Goldberg hadn't yet been put over to main event level. That win was huge for him. Braun winning would have put him in the upper tier. Okay, first off, Goldberg and Braun Strowman are not even in the same universe, Okay. Goldberg in 1997, you're comparing Braun Strowman to Goldberg in 1997 and 1998. I mean, it's not even even comparable, number one. And number two, has everyone forgotten Payback? We're the main event of Payback. The main event of WWE Payback, the show after WrestleMania, was Braun Strowman beating Roman Reigns clean in the middle of the ring with his running power slam. In the main event, the final match on the show. Has everybody forgotten that? He's gotten his big win. He is a superstar. Brock beating him is not going to hurt him. He's probably going to run roughshod tonight, my guess would be. But I guess we'll see. This person says, I don't think people are bothered that Braun lost to Lesnar as much as the idea that they're all, including Lesnar, stepping stones for Reigns' new WrestleMania cranny. No, if you listen to the show, people are mad that Braun lost to Brock. And listen, like I said, I'd have had him win. But I don't think it's hurt the guy that he lost to Lesnar in the main event of this pay-per-view.
7: And I look, I'm going to give a lot of people out there some credit, too, that maybe it's just some bad feelings today over how the match either went down or they really wanted Brock to win or they just were disappointed with how everything happened or whatever it is. I can see them just being down. Let's see what happens tonight on Raw and let's see what happens going forward before we're too down and out about things. Because, again, it's not like one thing is going to kill Braun right now. He's still a bright spot in the, the, the world of, of the universe.
2: Byrne says, I do believe he should have kicked out of at least one F5. Now, that's a different story entirely. That's true. When you do a show where John Cena hits a top rope AA, and then he hits two more rolling AAs, and Roman kicks out of all of that, and then you do that tag team match where there's a top rope, middle rope power bomb of one guy onto another guy after the other guy took a white noise, and that guy still kicks out. Yeah, probably should have been more than one F5. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a valid complaint. But as someone else noted, maybe the idea now is to build up the F5 as the unstoppable finish. He beat Joe with one F5, he beat Braun with one F5, and he's probably going to beat someone else with one F5. And so the idea is at WrestleMania when he hits one F5, that's a mega kickout and a big move for Roman Reigns. Yeah. You must look at this from Vince's perspective. I'm not, not saying it's it right. One F5. But you got to look at it from that perspective.
7: Who else would you have him beat with one out of five? Finn? Yeah, I like Cena more than than Finn. Well, Cena's gone, so he's out of it. Yeah, but I mean, he could always come back for one. I mean, he didn't have to be there. It's John Cena, for God's sakes. Person says, I'm officially done with
2: WWE. Not going to sit through another Lesnar-Reigns-WrestleMania build where Roman receives his fifth coronation. The Roman (laughs) experiment is not working, and I am tired of it. It would be his fourth, I believe, but... Who's counting? This person says, I think people feel that Oscar won't be pushed correctly, partly because the first go-around with someone like this, Goldberg, was terrible. Awful track record. Yeah, that was in 2003 or whatever. I, that 2004. is a
7: bizarre comparison.
2: I mean, Goldberg, this year, they did it right. So shouldn't you think, well, you know what? They did it right with Goldberg this year, so maybe they'll do it right with Oscar this
7: year. Uh. Why can't we compare it, like to bringing up Nia Jax or something, or Kevin Owens, or <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> just bringing up that that is such a random comparison. Look, Oscar coming up is short term is great for Raw. They desperately need it. Bailey's character is is in quicksand. Emma is treading water right now. They have one true star when it comes to Sasha Banks, who's the most well rounded. Although they keep doing weird things with her. Alexa is great. She is an A-plus animated personality with enough charisma to go around and a great look and all that sort of stuff, but she's, she is very green, or she is very early in her development. Naya is very green, and she does work as a monster, though. So Asuka being there, to be able to go through Alicia Fox, to be able to go through Mickey, to be able to go through some people and buy time there is going to be great, and I, I have more faith I think in people in Oscar actually developing on Raw because I compare it more to Shinsuke. It's not like Vince has killed Shinsuke; he has kept him pretty well protected. You know, all things considered, yeah, he's attached his his horse to gender. So that's her Shinsuke, obviously, because he can't be the champion, he's gotta to lose to Jinder, but I mean he's been allowed to be Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm sure that Vince has got no idea what the hell Shinsuke Nakamura is doing. He may not have that idea with Asuka either. And yes, he may turn her into a worse stereotype than than, than you know Jinder Mahal is right now, or how he acts, you know, last certainly last week on SmackDown, but I have some faith in them right now that they'll be able to do some things with her just because she's such a powerful presence that people are behind.
2: Well, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. Mike, what's going on? What's happening?
13: What's
11: up? Well, as far as the show is concerned, I think it was, you know, I kind of agree with you in that it was a, a good show right up until the end. I kind of think it fell off at the cena Roman match. Like, it was not a bad match, but... It was underwhelming for the build they had. It just made it feel like these two were going to beat the crap out of each other and then it
7: kind of just didn't happen yeah
2: Yeah. well yeah, you know but uh here's here's the thing about this show. I mean on paper, it's just like the Roman reigns John Cena match like before that match, I mean they were expecting that this was going to just blow away every match on the show and if you if you watch the first half of the show, I mean this was a hot crowd. This was a very, very hot crowd, and they thought, you know what, it's Roman Reigns, it's John Cena, they're doing a Mania-caliber match, they're going to kick out of an AA off the middle row, the top rope, and all of these different moves, and the place is going to be going crazy, and it's going to go 22 minutes, and Cena's going to raise the guy's hand, I mean, it's going to be so awesome, and it wasn't. But you never know, like, you don't know what's going to happen when when the time comes. On paper, I'm sure that they thought that, the Lesnar-Reigns match, or the Lesnar-Strowman match, was going to be a big slobber knocker, bunch of big moves, two Giants smashing each other around, and the fans wanted something different. That's just that's just what it was. They didn't design it to be bad.
7: Can I just say well, this? Well, one of the thing is, oh, I think that
11: uh, as far as the Shield
6: reunion is concerned,
11: I think it won't be the Miztourage. I think it'll be Miz and the Bar versus the Shield. That way they have, they have the Shield kill five guys instead of
2: three. Could do that, could do that. That would be better than those other two dingbats. I want to thank you very much for the call. No offense to Bowen.
7: Yeah, but the you know Axe Man. I, I like those dingbats as a tag team, and I like tag team wrestling. And that's what I was gonna say right there. Um, but hold on, with, do you remember? Ahead. Do you remember when The Rock
2: came back for Survivor Series, and his mm-hmm. uh, his opponents were like, our truth,
7: and who in is in the Miz? In the Miz. Yeah. Like that was that was, for- that was a that was death. It did terribly. Oh yeah, well no no no. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not you know prom- or promoting or coming up with a match for a main event or anything. Uh, what I'm just gonna say is, as somebody that grew up in the '80s and has got a real affinity for tag team wrestling, and obviously Tully and Arn are gonna be on the Observer uh, Hall of Fame ballot uh, coming up this year with J.J. Dillon. And there's a lot of us who grew up in that era who got into wrestling, who you know Tully and Arn and the Rock and Roll and the Midnight's and the Road Warriors and the Bulldogs and blah blah, you know on and on. It's nice to see good, fluid tag teams back, and it's nice to see guys who, much like back in the day, weren't being used for anything else, who have talent like a Dean Ambrose and a Seth Rollins being used together to go against guys like Sheamus and Cesaro, who they're not going to be those A guys. They're just going to be under. They're going to be B guys. They're going to be henchmen in A storylines, but they're never going to be those A guys, but they're getting out there and getting A work in and doing great things, and it was a great reminder of that last night because that match certainly lived up to its potential.
2: Alrighty, we got a million text messages, so let's get going. The second Roman kicked out of the double AA. The show jumped the shark. That match got ridiculous when Roman kicked out of everything. Enzo and Neville was horrible. Brock Braun was a down of the air. Man, people hated that show.
7: Well, look, it did look it did go down. If you were doing a, a bar graph or a uh, or one of those charts or whatever, I mean, the arrow's pointing down towards the end of the show. This
2: person says, "I think they'll make a big deal about the Shield being together on a Survivor Series team." That's also where they debut on TV. I don't think they'll stay together after that. I thought No Mercy was overall enjoyable. My only complaint would be the Monster Among Men fa- falling to only 1F5. He constantly gets a bit of Roman, and yet Roman can kick out of four AAs, and he can't kick out of 1F5. There's no pro wrestling math here. It's whatever they think for any particular match. They're thinking too hard about this. And finally says, nobody wants to see S.H.I.E.L.D. and Miztourage. The real money match is S.H.I.E.L.D. versus The Reunited 3MB. Get him on with more Wrestling Observer Live.
4: Sometimes love.
10: The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
2: here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, I cannot believe all the outrage is over Braun losing instead of Enzo winning the championship last night. (laughs) It's very obvious why. They've done a great job with the heavyweights, and they've done a terrible job with the cruiserweights. That's why people care about Braun and not Enzo. This person keeps... He's texting me about nine times to tell me that Nia was awesome. She was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the person says,
2: it. I canceled my network sub months ago. Seeing live reactions on Twitter from fans and GIFs seems to be more entertaining than watching the actual event itself. Kota is a smart man for turning down that WWE contract. Well, oh. listen, if he was going to be a cruiserweight, he's a smart man. Yeah. If he was going to be on the main roster... They might have done something with him. Who knows? I don't know. They're doing a lot with Finn Balor, who beat Bray Wyatt in the best match Bray has had since Hell in a Cell 2015. That's two years. What would you think of those gray trunks? Everyone's so outraged about the gray trunks. I think they look great. I mean, they were fine. I didn't have a problem with them. Some people really hated it. Wife loved them. This person says, Am I allowed to enjoy the finish to the Enzo Neville match? It reminded me of Eddie Guerrero lie, cheat, steal finishes.
7: Ban that person. Ban them. Oh,
2: my God. Ban them. You're allowed to like it, but, man, if you're expecting Eddie Guerrero, I don't know what to tell you. We're out of time, everybody. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. A lot of members-only shows, only at WrestlingObserver.com. Head out and check it out. I will be up later on tonight with Dave. Dave and I were up yesterday as well. Brian and Vinny show, lots of great stuff. Check it out. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, talk to you tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.